where you've got these seraphims, the seraphs flying either side of the, the throne room of Yahweh. And they have six wings. And it's like, as one preacher said, that they look to the Lord and they're just like, holy, holy, holy. They go down, they cover their face and then they recoup and then they come back up again. They get another glimpse of the Lord. It's like, holy, holy. It's just they just, and they go down again and they just continue, continual worship to this God. It's great with the worship this morning, our chief cornerstone. Church, even though we sing songs and we can at times become ritual and religion, but let it not. Let our hearts continue to remain soft and supple before him. And just to remember the one that we are worshipping and praising. Yes. Amen. I wasn't planning on saying any of that, but I think it's apt and it's needed at times. So just before we come around the word, would you just indulge me and let's just bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Man. Precious Father, we want to thank you, Father, that we have such a wonderful privilege, Lord, that we can gather here this morning, Lord, without any threat upon our lives, Lord God, as our brothers and sisters are facing in many countries around the world, that we can freely come, Lord, boldly into your presence, Lord God, without any trepidation or fear. And Father, that we are received in you because of what Jesus has done at that glorious and that awesome cross. So Father, we pray this morning, Lord, that as your children have gathered, Lord, to meet with you, Father, will you meet each one of us where we are at our point of need? Will you apply, Father, healing balm to those who need it, Father, those who are grieving, Lord? We pray that you will be comfort and grace, Lord, those, Lord, who are longing for more of you, a a deeper and an intimate relationship with you. Father, will you meet with them? And Lord Jesus, I pray now, Lord, that as we look at your word, Father, and all that you have for us, Holy Spirit, anoint my mouth now. Anoint our ears and our hearts, Lord, to receive all that you have for us. And may you be honored and exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with the summer holidays upon us, I'm sure that most, if not all, are looking forward to some much-needed rest and relaxation or some R&R. Am I right? few of you guys just bearing to break a grin. Some of you have already planned your staycation, while others have already booked your vacation to a sun-kissed destination somewhere, just longing to get away, where the sun is shining and where the palm trees are swaying in the cool of the breeze where one could walk along white sandy beaches and swim in the clear blue seas, or just to sit beside a sprawling swimming pool while sipping on a virgin pina colada. Just divine, isn't it? Or if that's not your thing, then perhaps hiking a mountain range and taking in the stunning views of the vistas and the lakes before you, just breathtaking. Now, if that's wet your appetite, and if you, like me, wish that you were there right now, 
then it doesn't mean to say that you are prone to escapism and fantasy, but rather it is the result of what God has placed within us. In other words, this longing for rest and refreshing is in line with how the Creator created us. So having said that, I've entitled this morning's message is simply The Delight of Sabbath. And I've gleaned some wonderful insights from various theologians, John Mark and others, and I pray that it blesses you this morning. So if you have your Bibles with you, please turn them on, or go to them, open them up, and we're going to read from chapter, uh, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31 to chapter 2 and verse 3. And it says this, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good indeed. Evening came, and then morning, the sixth day. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. On the seventh day, God had completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, for on it he rested from all his work of creation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, living in the economy of the mighty gig, or the gigabyte, if you like, it means that we can be reached anytime, anywhere, and any place. And that's both a good thing and a not-so-good thing. It's a good thing because it means that we are no longer chained to our desk, but we have the flexibility to work from wherever or whenever, be it our home or our local St. Arbucks or Starbucks, if you will. (laughs) But on the downside, it means that we can no longer leave our work at the office when we walk out of that door at 5 p.m. In fact, the normal Monday to Friday 9 to 5 grind is no longer a thing because people are working longer these days, nights, evenings, and weekends, etc. And so we are constantly on and rarely able to switch off because the narrative in our world is one of production and performance. That we need to be hitting those targets and generating revenue. And so for most of us, life is being lived at a pace of 90 miles per hour in this constant rat race that we call rush and hurry. And in the meantime, all of this speed is creating a society of emotionally unhealthy people who are all struggling with high levels of anxiety, if not depression. And the advertising agencies, seeing our sorry state, are taking advantage of us by trying to sell us the dream holiday of the white sandy beaches and the clear blue waters. You know, the ones with that attractive couple lounging by the poolside, sipping on cocktails and just living their best life, right? Now, if you have ever felt the whip of hurry, 
or have ever felt being disconnected from your own soul or even disconnected from your loved ones and family members, then I have some good news for you this morning. Because in this constant state of flux, Jesus of Nazareth comes to us and he says, Are you tired? Anyone? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Then come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Matthew 11 from the message. Praise God. Now, the origins of these unforced rhythms, they go way back. In fact, they predate the time of Christ in the flesh. And they even go further back to the ten words or commandments of Yahweh. Because the first time that we ever hear about this rhythm of Sabbath is back in Genesis. Chapter 1 and verse 1 where it says, Barashit bara Elohim et Or in other words, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. The birds of the air, the beasts of the field and the fish in the sea. Not forgetting mankind and after God created it all and after seeing the works of his hands he repeatedly says this refrain of it is good, it is good and after creating humanity he says it is very good. It's like we think that we have had a productive week when we have cleared out our inbox of X amount of emails, or when we have secured that, uh, that wonderful business deal that's going to generate millions, not that I do that on a daily basis, mine. And God's like, I've created the Milky Way galaxy, not to mention Everest and Niagara Falls, Hashtag crushed it. Hashtag God's productive week. Hashtag need I say anymore. And after creating the universe and everything in it, on the seventh day, God rested. Praise God. Now this term rested in the Hebrew is the term Shabbat. And it's from where we get the word Sabbath from, which essentially means to stop and cease. However, scholars tell us that it means so much more. Because rabbis have been postulating for years that the word Shabbat could also be translated as delight. That even though it's been translated as rest, But it's more of a joyful kind of rest. Kind of like a celebration or a party. And so the notion of Sabbath here in Genesis isn't that God was exhausted after creating the Andromeda galaxy and the billions of other galaxies that are out there. No. But it's more like this. 
Imagine, if you will, that after having spent a hot summer's day preparing the garden, mowing the lawn, the lawn, trimming back the hedge, potting the pot plants, and tending to your vegetable patch, or whatever else it may be that you do to keep your gardens looking pristine. And then after it's done, you take a quick shower. You sit out on the patio, and you crack open a cold can of Pepsi Max or a drink of your choice, and you kick back and you delight in all that has been accomplished. That's what it means to say that God rested. In other words, he delighted in all that he had made. That's Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Gives us a different spin, doesn't it? And I love how John Mark takes, I love his take on this passage because he says, by God resting on the seventh day, he built a rhythm into the very fabric of creation. I mean, there's a rhythm to our seasons as they come and go. As the growth of spring and summer, it eventually gives way to the dormancy of autumn and winter. There's a rhythm. There's also a rhythm to our oceans as, the, as they ebb and flow, as the tide goes out and then comes back in again. There's also a rhythm to our heart and our lungs as each life-giving beat contracts and then relaxes. And as each life-giving breath causes the lungs to expand and then collapse, keeping the body alive in this rhythm we call life. And as well as there being a rhythm in creation, God also gives us a rhythm to our week. That we should work six days and rest for one. Thank you, Jesus. In fact, there have been all kinds of social studies that have looked into the topic of productivity. And after doing so, they conclude that after working approximately 55 hours per week, our productivity begins to decline considerably. In other words, there is no difference in the productivity between somebody working 90 hours to somebody working 60 hours per week. And note, 60 hours, it averages out to around six days per week, just as the Creator designed. Now, as well as God creating a rhythm we also note that God blesses the seventh day. And in the, in the creation account, we note how God blesses three things. Do you know what they are? Anyone care to take a stab? No? He blesses the animals, humans, and finally, the Sabbath. Genesis 2, 3. Now, what do these three things have in common answer they have the ability to produce life now you may say now hang on for just a minute Rana I mean I get the fact that humans and animals are able to procreate and bring life but the Sabbath really yes really 
You see, if I don't take a regular break, I am prone to get a little bit cranky and a little bit narky at times. Anyone else with me? Or is it just me? I don't think so. You see, when we go against the Creator's rhythm, His design, it doesn't bode too well. Because stress and frustration are only the tip of the iceberg. And if we continue down that road and do not pay attention to those signs, then we may end up paying a hefty price, either in the form of a physical breakdown or in the form of a mental meltdown, because essentially we are not designed to be constantly on. Therefore, as someone once said, the Sabbath... It's coming for you, either in delight or in the form of discipline. And so I cannot urge you enough, but choose delight and seek to build this ancient rhythm into your very lives. Amen. You see, we're living in a world where speed has become the norm. Where we have fast cars, fast food, high-speed internet and speed dating and everything else. And it all seems that everyone is going nowhere super fast. And living in this constant state of speed and hurry, it not only creates a disconnect between us and God but it also creates a disconnect between our very own soul and even in our relationships. And the only way that we can preserve our sanity and not be swallowed up by it all is by intentionally slowing down at least one day per week in order to cultivate and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You can say amen. Amen. You see, we cannot live the Jesus life without living the Jesus way. And as mentioned before, we see this pattern constantly in the life of our Lord, where Jesus, he continually oscillates between the place of rest and retreat and re-engagement. Retreat, and then he re-engages As Luke tells us that Jesus would often withdraw to lonely places by himself to be with the Father. Luke 5.16. And so if Jesus needed to get away to be with the Father, then how much more do we? Or do we think we are superhuman? And the great thing is that we don't have to go to a tropical island somewhere. And neither do we have to be on the top of Everest in order to experience true peace, joy, and tranquility. Rather, we just need to rediscover these ancient ways and the ancient paths and the practice of Shabbat and Sabbath. Now... After blessing the seventh day in Genesis 2-3, we note that God declares or makes this day holy. And the concept of making a day holy, it was unheard of in the ancient world. 
Because scholars tell us that the only things that were ever made holy were things like mountains, temples, and shrines. But never in a million years would such a thing like time or a day be made holy. It was inconceivable by the people of the day. But thank God that he doesn't do things in accordance with man. But rather in his infinite wisdom, God chooses to bless a day and it becomes a game changer. How? Because it means that we don't have to get on a plane and take a trip to the Holy Land. And neither do we have to ascend to the Temple Mount in order to meet with God. No. But wherever we are, And whenever we take the time to remember the Lord on the Sabbath day, we find ourselves being refreshed because it is then that we are able to enter into that sacred space that God has blessed and called holy. Wow, what a thought. And for the sake of clarification, Sabbath isn't the same as taking a day off. But rather, it is a day that is set aside and dedicated unto God for not only rest and refreshing, but also for worship. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we have to spend the entire day listening to Bethel music or memorizing the entire book of Leviticus. I mean, it's fine if you want to, you have my blessing, but that's not the Sabbath. But as John Mark says, he says, Sabbath rest and worship is where we intentionally feed our soul with beauty in order to cultivate a moment or a series of moments where we just spontaneously combust with wonder, awe, and delight, just being in the presence of God, having our hearts full of joy and gratitude. Isn't that good? In short, Sabbath means delight. Delighting yourselves in God and being delighted in by God, because he does, church. Do you believe that? Now, I must confess, before the lockdown a few years ago, anyone remember that thing? I wasn't very good at taking a day out because I thought that I had to be on 24-7, 4-52, that that was the most spiritual thing that I could ever do. But in truth, it wore me down because I am not God. And so during the lockdown, God began to minister to my soul that before I can pour into others, I myself must be refreshed, that that's the most spiritual thing that I could ever do. And so now, on my Sabbath day, which is a Friday, by the way, I simply unplug and I get off the grid, as it were. I slow down. I go for walks, I read, and I just allow my soul to catch up to itself, just being in the presence of God in his creation. And I tell you, it is life-giving, and it is soul-restoring. 
Because through this practice, my shepherd restores my soul. And if Becky happens to be on the same day off as I, then we Sabbath together as we connect and catch up with one another, giving thanks to God for all that he has done. You see, taking a weekly Sabbath, it not only breaks the burden of a heavy yoke, but it also fills the tank, as it were. And in my case, it causes me to become a better husband, a better father, and hopefully a better pastor. But more importantly, it helps me to become a better human being. So I cannot recommend it enough. Now, some may argue, and they may say, we don't need to Sabbath, because we're no longer under the Old Testament, and that Jesus is our Sabbath day rest. And this is true. But we would never apply that same principle to murder or adultery now, calling it Old Testament law, right? And yes, Jesus is our Sabbath day rest. And by setting aside a day per week to intentionally enjoy communion with him isn't necessarily a bad thing. But there is wisdom in that, right? In fact, I love how Moses brings some balance. Because in Exodus 16, in one breath, he says, yes, it's a command, verse 23. But then in verse 29... He also says that the Sabbath has been given to us. In other words, it is a gift that we can either choose to receive and accept or not. And if we don't, well, we do so to our peril. But if we do, our shepherd comes and restores our soul through this practice. He really does. You see... For me, the Sabbath proves to be a weekly reminder that I am not God. He is. And as much as we like to think that we are the center of the universe, newsflash, we're not. Therefore, we can afford to take a day out. And the plates of the universe will continue to spin just as well without us. Because we're not the ones who are upholding the world world by the word of our power, but he is, so we can jolly well take a day out. Amen. Amen. Secondly, by taking a Sabbath, it reminds us that we are no longer slaves in Egypt under the taskmaster's whip. That our worth and our value our security and our significance, it doesn't come from our production or our performance, but rather it comes from who we are in him. And we are sons and daughters of the most high God. And we are very much loved. We really are. If only we were to take a hold and grasp this truth, I tell you, it will alleviate a ton of our anxiety and it will release us into his wonderful peace and his marvelous joy. 
glory. In fact, I love what Ruth Haley Barton says. She says, by keeping the Sabbath, it honors the body's need for rest, the spirit's need for replenishment, and the soul's need to delight itself in God. And so, in the words of Rick Warren, let us divert daily, withdraw weekly, and abandon annually in order to keep our spirit and our soul fresh. Amen. Amen. Now, for most of you, your Sabbath may be today. And so can I just give you a few tips on how to Sabbath well? Is that okay? Firstly, when we gather together with the saints on any given Lord's Day, let us do so with a grateful heart. Grateful that we are alive here today because many never made it today. And when we sing, as the worship team lead us, Let us sing to the audience of one as if nobody else is watching and no one else is in the room but our eyes are fixed upon our Savior and we're worshipping to him. And then after feasting on his word and after sharing some fellowship and after tucking into your Sunday roast or whatever it is that you do on a Sunday, Enjoy the most delectable dessert, be it a Krispy Kreme donut or two or a Cinnabon with ice cream, whatever it is your flavor, just enjoy it and eat it to the glory of God. Amen? Come on. And then perhaps later on, take a leisurely stroll through the woods or even in your back garden. And just notice the plants and the leaves, the trees and the wildlife. And as you enjoy his creation, don't forget to give him thanks. And simply delight yourself in the Lord, knowing that he delights in you. Amen. Amen. And as we get alone with our Lord through this practice... May our souls be replenished and restored and enlarged. And may we learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And as we do, may we become more and more like our rabbi, Jesus. Amen. 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 As we close, allow me just to read this Sabbath day blessing by Pete Gregg. And feel free to close your eyes and meditate on this if you wish. It says this. May this day bring Sabbath rest to our heart and our home. May God's image in us be restored. And our imagination in God be restoried. May the gravity of material things be lightened. And may the relativity of time slow down may we know grace to embrace our own finite smallness in the arms of God's infinite greatness may God's word feed us 
his spirit lead us into the week ahead and into the life to come. In short, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And as we do, may we receive its delight. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Father, we want to thank you that you are such a good God that you give us six days to work at, Lord. And Father, you give us a day just to rest and just to be with you, to allow our soul to catch up to itself after being in the busy rat race of life doing all of our list of chores and our jobs which just leaves our souls, Father, just untethered almost. Father, we thank you that you give us this day as a gift, Lord God, to receive and to enjoy, Father. That it's not just this day that we can meet with you throughout the whole week, but Lord, just as we set time aside, Lord. Father, as we unplug and get off of our devices, Lord God, that just leaves our hearts and our minds fried and frazzled, Lord, after the constant scrolling Father, I pray that, Lord, that as we sit in that silence, Lord God, Father, as we rest in you, as we delight in you and know that we are being delighted in and sung over by you, God, I pray that we will just catch your heartbeat, Lord, for us. That we will know, Lord God, that, uh, Father, just as our forefather Adam walked in the garden in the cool of the day and enjoyed fellowship with you, that, God, that day for those, Lord, who know you is coming again in the future when again we will walk in the garden in the cool of the day, knowing your presence, knowing your life, Lord God, seeing you face to face. Father, I pray that as, Lord, we take time out and practice this practice Lord we will never perfect it which is why it is a practice we ask Lord Jesus that you will give us the grace Lord just to sit and be still and know that you are God that God it doesn't matter how many how much Bible teaching we have or how much Lord Father the things that are going to actually change and form us spiritually are when we begin to put these things into practice and live them out otherwise they just remain on the table as good ideas so Father I pray for your people here this morning Lord and me if I include myself and I ask God that you will just allow us to carve out and to cultivate these rhythms of grace, that we will, Father, function from them, that as we are rested and refreshed and replenished in you, Lord, as we go throughout our week, Lord, we do so, Father, knowing that we have met and encountered you until we meet with you on the next Sabbath, Father. So, Father, we just give you praise. And we give you glory. And I pray, Lord, that those who need this rest so desperately, Father, because of things that are weighing on them, that they will just catch your heartbeat for them, Lord.
And Father, we'll feel at liberty to unplug and just to get alone with you, Father. And that God, you may refresh and replenish hearts, souls, and minds. In Jesus' name.